Hi, I'm Pete Davidson, and if you're like most people, you may be asking yourself, Whoa, hey Pete, are you here to up my hydration game? And I'd be like, hey you, that's exactly right, with new smart water alkaline with antioxidant. And you'd be like, okay, cool, but there's no way there's a higher pH, right? And I'd be like, there actually is! And you'd be like, that's rad, I hope there's electrolytes for taste too. And I'd be like, you're not gonna believe this! Elevate how you hydrate, and keep it smart with smart water alkaline. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. As many of you know, I love the area around Rivington Pike and Winter Hill. I don't mind the seasons and the view from the top is spectacular. I can see all the way to Joggle Bank or out to the northwest coast and the Welsh mountains. I'm incredibly fond of horses and most weeks I take my granddaughter up to the stables by the quarry for a weekly ride. I sit on a tether rock and watch her ride out. I love the smell, the sound and the feel of horses. It's my go-to place when I need a breather when I need some calm time. The only downfall I can think of is just how many cryptid and paranormal reports I take from the area and the towns and villages that surround it. And I'm sure Mick McLaren will attest to that too. And once a month, I usually appear on a live feed channel on the Eric Von Essex show. And it allows me to share some of my strange reports that come into BBR. The host of the show passed across a report that he received just this week And he's aware of my interest in the Winter Hill area. So when the witness got in touch, he passed him across to me. And I will be meeting with Mick McLaren and the witness next week in the area in question. But here's the report in full. And it covers one long road that runs from Abbey Village uh, through Winter Hill. And um, all of the reports seem to be along that. And the witness name was Paul Green and he kindly allowed me to name him and he said two weeks before Christmas in 1974 I took my bike out for a run I was 19 at the time it was about 2 p.m and it was a cold grey overcast day I pulled onto the road that runs between Abbey Village and Belmont and I was heading towards Belmont I pulled over to the road on Chuckles took that turn in there and in my mirror I saw a comma camper van catching up with me The camper van pulled alongside me. I heard its engine clearly and I turned to check how close to me it was and it was only about three feet away. I turned to look forward, waiting for the van to pass me and it seemed like almost instantly the engine noise stopped. I turned around to check and there was nothing there. I jammed on the brakes thinking he must have gone off the road into the surrounding fields and the moorland. This area is an accident black spot and many deer are killed as they cross the road. He said I'd double back to find the van and help the driver. But there was no sign of it. I went as far back as the tuckholes turning. 
and I still couldn't see it. I have got to admit that this incident really shut me up for some time. I never mentioned it to anyone in the last 35 years. When I thought about what happened afterwards, I realised I was doing about 85 miles plus an hour and there was no way the van could have caught up with me. I mean, you'd be lucky if you could have got it to done 65 mile an hour downhill with a hurricane blowing behind it. Also, after I thought about it, the windows look very darkly tinted. I just can't see how anyone could see out of them, especially on that day with it being very overcast. At the time, you don't think about these things until after. Even if you don't use this, I hope it's been of interest to you. Best regards, Paul Green. I mean, of course, it was of interest to me and I'm very grateful that Paul got in touch. There are a number of other weird reports on this particular road, many of which are being investigated by myself and the Winter Hill investigation team. Now, I actually went up to meet Mick and Caroline in the area last year. Um, and they, I felt that there was layers of energy. It's just one of the main black spots. It's just facing Pickering Farm. Um, and that's an area where a, a black dog ran out from the farm. And the lady driving the car thought she'd hit it. And that happened in 2017. And she said, it was around three or four years ago now. And I was on the road that runs to Abbey Village. And as you drive along there, and there's a deep forest on one side and lots of fields and hills on the other. It was just getting dark and as we were approaching the farm gate, I saw a really big black dog. It ran out onto the road and I slammed on my brakes. It was a really big black dog and as we got near, the dog simply disappeared. It didn't cross the road to go into the woods, it just vanished. We got out of the car and we looked everywhere. We checked in the woodlands and back at the farm gate and it was really puzzling. It felt like I'd hit that dog, but it was nowhere to be seen. As soon as the car made contact with it, it vanished. I've never seen anything like this before. I was convinced I'd hit that dog. There was no sound of a bump or a noise from the dog. I hope I never experience anything like this again. I don't know what that was. It was horrible. I actually thought I'd killed or hurt a dog. I've been tempted to go into the woodlands and see if I can find anything that might explain what happened that day. I was in the car with my husband and he saw the dog too. And to this day, we have no idea what happened. Was it a phantom dog out there on the road? Has anyone else experienced something strange in the same area like we did? Whilst out investigating this report, Mick and the Winter Hill investigation team came across two gentlemen who were regular visitors to the woods and they were setting up for the night in the forest this dog could have run into. They were wild camping. And after chatting about why the investigation team were in the woods with their equipment, they explained to Mick and the group that they'd seen some very strange lights. They'd never seen a dog, but on one occasion in the woodland they did see some strange coloured lights that were floating above them, way off in the trees. Well, you can imagine our surprise when another driver on Bolton Road, the same road, contacted the Winter Hill investigation team and reported that himself and his passenger had seen what at first that they thought was a party or a rave off into the woodlands. They reported seeing multiple coloured lights flashing away in the trees. 
and after joking it may be a possible UFO, both men drove off nervously and continued on their way. Now, another report taken by Mick McLaren of the Winter Hill Investigation Team, it was metallic but swimming like a whale. And this happened in 2010 to um, a gentleman and his wife. And he said, me and my wife were on our way back from Blackpool after a day out. We always took the A675 Bolton Road route on our way back home, wherever we went to Blackpool. As we went through Abbey Village, we carried on past the reservoir and then the fields before coming to a wooded area on the left. And at one point, we had trees on either side until we got to the road with the woods still on the left of the fields. And on the right, we were just going up into the hills. And as I was driving, something flew out of the woods across the road onto the field and off in the direction of Winter Hill. I turned to my wife and out of disbelief, I said, did you see that? And she said that she'd seen the same thing as me, which was a grey, metallic, almost water-like thing, shaped like a whale without a tail, moving along almost like a stingray would, as it gave the impression that it was swimming at a speed in front of the car, over the road and off into the fields. I thought I was going mad and seeing things. And that's why I asked my wife, has she seen it as well? Now, for over a year now, Mick and the team have been receiving reports of strange lights or unidentified flying objects in this area and along the road. And in 2004, uh, a report came in to Mick and he took that report on the 10th of April this year, 2021. Three witnesses were heading home, coming back from Kendall in the winter. The experience happened around 17 years ago. They were travelling through Abbey Village, heading towards Belmont. They spotted something in the Ruddlesworth woods on the left-hand side of the road. The same woods where previous lights had been reported by other drivers. Off to the side, as they passed along the road, the group saw very bright lights and a triangular-shaped craft that was surrounded with the beans moving around within the light and the beans were clearly visible. One of the witnesses said that when they came to the trees, he turned to his brother-in-law and the father-in-law and said, what's that? To which the brother-in-law said it was probably a pub and he said back to him, there's no pub in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the moors, in the middle of nowhere. The witness told Mick it was a UFO and it was triangular shaped. It was on the ground and there were things moving around inside it. It was like a Christmas tree with different coloured lights flashing on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers? Or? The DMV? Number 97. Or? House cleaning? Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And off 
all around it. Now the gentleman said that this experience was in the winter time and it happened between 8pm and 9pm. So by this time it would be very, very dark up there. And because he was a passenger, he was just looking out the window to the left hand side when he saw this odd craft in the middle of the trees. He was trying to get his father-in-law who was driving to stop the van, but he wouldn't. And looking back, the witness said he was glad now that he didn't stop. He also mentioned that his father-in-law had passed on and that his brother-in-law just didn't want to talk about the incident at all. Now this happened across from the farm where the woman experienced the crash when the dog ran out in front of her and where the two men were bush camping who saw flashing lights in the trees. Another report taken by Mick on the 11th of April 21 um, was an experience that is very strange indeed. And this happened in 1989 and it lit up the sky and the UFO was seen by local men. On Sunday the 11th of April, a witness got in touch with Mick by phone to tell him about an experience that he'd had in 1989 whilst he was night fishing with four friends. The area is just off Belmont Road and the incident took place at a fishing reservoir known locally as the Twinnies. And the reason it's called the Twinnies is because there are two fishing re reservoirs right next to each other. Now the witness who worked nights at a local firm had a night off and he decided to go fishing. He said he was standing near the water and all of a sudden it was as if a huge light went on. It was just like someone switching on a light switch. A very bright light lit up the entire area like a football pitch. All four friends fell to the floor out of shock. And at this point, they said there wasn't any noise with the light. It was simply dark one minute and then very bright the next. At this point, the light moved up higher into the sky. And then, like the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek, it shot off at a very fast speed and headed towards a television mast on Winter Hill. The witness kept saying there was no sound at all through this experience. It was silent. And then they all packed up and left at once. The witness then went to the local firm he works at to drop off some fish for his work friends. And on arrival, his friend said that he'd seen a UFO over Winter Hill. At which point the first witness told him that he'd seen it also and it appeared over himself when he was heading over to the mast on the hill. Now, another place you'll heard me talk about is Delamere Forest. And this is another area where there are reports of lights above and within the trees that almost seem to entice you in. A number of wild campers have heard growls and snarls around the tents there. And there are also reports of dogmen and shadow beings within the forest. Now, I was contacted by a witness whose name is Spirit Johnson and she kindly allowed me to share her report with you. A pure black shadow entered my tent on a night camp at Delamere Forest. Hi Deborah, we've recently just come across your channel and your group BBR Investigations. I heard a podcast where you were talking about Delamere Forest. Myself and my husband went to Delamere in 2019 and oh boy was it alive with activity. We haven't been back to the camp there since, and I refuse. When we first got to the forest, it was lovely. It didn't seem eerie at all. And I thought we'd have a lovely night while camping. Fast forward a few hours. We lit a small campfire, and at the exact same time to our left, 
a bit off a ways in the woods. We presume they were some of the campers because the fire lit at exactly the same time as ours. We thought it was just campers, so we didn't take too much notice of it. About an hour later, we began to see what looked like torchlights walking in a loop in front of us, but this was also off deeper within the woods. We ignored it for a while, but then the light started to come towards us, almost like walk right up towards but we couldn't make out who or what was carrying the lights. But the way it was acting seemed to me as if it was almost luring us to interact with it. We put out our fire and at the exact same time, the campfire by the people to the left of us went out. And we realised there were no people around at all. But you could still see the lights in the trees and they moved around all night. The rest of the night was just a strange My tent was unzipped. I saw a pure black shadow that entered my tent, which made me freeze completely. The shadow left and zipped the tent back up as it did. We have a few fair stories like this because we wild camp all the time. We love the Peak District, Macclesfield Forest, and it was there that we had our most terrifying incident. Something ran down the steep hill and it was moving through the trees impossible for a creature to keep upright in this particular location never mind whilst charging at full pen we were then start for the rest of the hike back to the car which was about 11 p.m and it was completely pitch black so we could not see what it was we had come to camp over but we decided against it we went back the next night and we heard a weird loud screeching howl it was just spine chilling on a visit to Canic Chase, we saw a large wild cat and it growled at us as we walked and we smelt a kill site. We wanted to make sure it was not a human victim, so we tried to walk towards it. But something growled, so we had to abandon that. We did go back on another occasion and again we heard another growl in the bushes and a second kill spot was smelt. Spirit Johnson. I don't know if it's just me, but isn't it kind of disturbing, the thought that that shadow being, creature, whatever he was, could manipulate the zip on the tent? Another grey, shape, shadow, humanoid, whatever word you want to put to it, happened to a witness in June of 2020. Um, And they were driving on the A556 and the witness said, I'm not too sure if this is the right place to post this, but here goes anyway. I was driving home around 3am and I was driving on one of the A roads, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's not well lit, surrounded by forest. I pretty much know this road like the back of my hand, as I've been driving back and forth, mostly at night on it for a long time. There are street lights, but they're quite dim and they don't do a great job of lighting up the road ahead. Now, as a bit of background, I'm generally a calm driver. I don't know why I am, because I'm quite frantic in real life. But when I'm behind the wheel, I'm okay. But the other night, I'm pretty sure I nearly had a heart attack. I was driving along the road, as per usual, on my way back home. The only way to best describe this incident is to say that about 150 yards ahead of my car, out of the woods, came this humanoid creature and it bolted straight into the road. It was like grey in colour. It was hunched over on all fours, 
but you could easily be about eight to nine feet tall if it stood upright. This thing bolted into the road at an unnatural speed and it disappeared into the woods on the other side of the road. Now there are four lanes and no central reservation, so it was a straight sprint across. I tried to rationalise this as a bird, but I knew for a fact that it wasn't. And like I said before, I'm a very calm driver, but as soon as I saw this thing, I instantly turned freezing cold and started sweating, almost on the verge of crying. I don't know what my rationalisation was, but some part of me wanted to slam on my brakes out of panic, take a breath, but I just put my foot down. I drove away too fast to get away from what I'd just seen. I don't necessarily know if it's relevant, but I remember looking at the clock after it had crossed into the woods and it was dead on 3am. And apparently this is a strange hour for unexplained things that go on. If anyone else has had a similar experience or knows what the hell this thing was, I'd love to hear it, because even thinking about it gives me the chills now. Now, I'm unsure if the witching hour is relevant here. I don't really know. Um, I don't suppose we ever will know, really. It's all part of the mystery. Now, in this next report, I'm unsure what part of the country this account took place in. Witness didn't include it in the email. And the haunted started when my boyfriend was given a World War Two Nazi helmet. Now, if you remember last month, I told you the story of a soldier, a German soldier that came to visit a man one night um, to pay his dues for what had gone on in the war. And this is kind of similar, but to do with an attached object uh, rather than an attached person. Hello, Deborah. I'll just start by saying how much I love your channel. I wanted to share some experiences I had that you might enjoy. Now, this particular story starts when my boyfriend was given a World War II Nazi helmet as a gift. Those few weeks that we had it in the house were pure hell. Within days, our house, which had once been light and welcoming, was now dark, cold and foreboding. Anybody who visited us never wanted to stay for long. Even my mum noticed the change and didn't visit often. In those few short weeks, both me and my boyfriend were physically attacked. We were hit, pinched, scratched, pushed around, and we both had our hair pulled. We were both woken up at night by a loud scratching noise that we just didn't understand. The next day, we saw scratches on our bedroom door. I was woken up one night by three loud bangs that I heard on our stairs. At first, I thought it was my imagination until our neighbour mentioned that he also heard the banging noise the next day. Since he started, myself and my boyfriend also felt constantly drained and tired and unwell. And all these events happened while we owned the helmet. Eventually, my boyfriend made the decision to sell the helmet on. And of course, after making the buyer aware of what the helmet came with, the second that thing was out of the house, the atmosphere in our home lifted it was light and airy and back to its original state. But since then, not everything has gone back to normal. We do believe one of the entities attached to the helmet has stayed here. I've had some awful sleep problems. The first night I experienced sleep paralysis was terrifying. I saw an entity standing in front of our bedroom door. This thing was about seven foot tall at least and it just stood there studying us. He didn't do or say anything, 
it just stood there, watching. But there was something weird about its appearance. It had strange eyes that were illuminated, but not glowing exactly. The entity itself was dark, all dark in colour, but the eyes were significantly lighter and sort of looked like they were filled with something a little like TV static. The second time it returned was very different. The whole aura around it felt a whole lot more negative. On that occasion, I was being frozen, being that my eyes were the only thing I could move. It took everything I had, then I closed my eyes, and then I opened my eyes, and this entity had its face only centimetres from mine. My boyfriend did recall the next day that during the night, he remembered his body feeling sort of tingly. Because I'm a sleep near the wall and he sleeps close to the door, so for this entity to get to me the way he did, it would have had to come over him or past him. After that night, it went back to just standing there, watching me, until I fully woke up. It didn't just happen at night either. It happened once while I was napping upstairs, and this time it stood by our window, which was a lot closer to me. After that, for a while, the sightings of this thing stopped, but they have recently started back up again, and only now this entity is far more active. The last time it visited was two months ago. I remembered it was moving, and it was going really fast around our bed. So, like, for the first time, I closed my eyes in fear, and when I opened them, it was standing over me. The most recent visit was a few nights ago, and it was back to standing there watching. But instead of the one nightly visit, this time it returned twice. Now, I always believed it was a nightmare of some kind until my boyfriend told me that he saw the same entity. He said it was around seven feet tall, with pale skin and big eyes. But instead of standing upright, it was standing hunched over. And it was only there for a few seconds before disappearing. So it's now cemented in my brain that this thing isn't just in my mind. I am sensitive to the paranormal and I can usually get a reading on most spirits and I can usually work out why they are here. But this entity is different to get a reading on. I can't do it. It's difficult. I don't know why it's here or what it wants. I don't know if it is entirely negative or neutral. The only thing I know is that I'm frightened of it. The more fear I do show, the more active it seems to be. And since it started, I very rarely sleep an entire night. I usually wake up multiple times, which leaves me exhausted in the morning. And it's left me wondering if I'm the only one that has experienced an entity like this. I've done some research on the most common sleep paralysis beings people have seen and none of them match what this entity is. I know exactly how this witness feels. I suffer from unwanted visitors around my bed. I'm used to limited sleep. It's something I developed over time. And the deeper I sleep, the more terrifying the visitors are. Sometimes they're inches from my face and I have no way of knowing if they're here to harm or to help me. I sometimes feel as if I fight a war every night and in the morning I am completely drained and tired. I know this is the same for other people and also the complete opposite for some. There are some people 
who have travelled the world and other worlds as they sleep. And the next experience is something I envy. A transcendental experience, Kalinish, 1973. Hi Deb, I'm really enjoying your new podcast encompassing all of the strange things that happen to us humans. The high strangeness of it brings to mind an experience I had in the summer of 1973, when I was 17. I was on holiday in the Isle of Lewis and I visited the Standing Stones at Kalanish and it was probably mid-morning on a summer's day, fairly bright weather, but with a strong wind. As I walked among the stones, I was lost in wonder. I touched one of them and I felt as if I was out of time. Only later, my family said they'd heard, been calling to me to return to the car, but I hadn't heard them. That night, I had a marvellous astral projection in which I consciously rose out of my bed in a hotel in Stornoway. I rose through the ceiling of my room and straight into a starry night. The sky was dark and millions of stars simmered. And I was elated to rise into their midst when I suddenly dissolved into a kind of mist which dispersed into the ether. It was a transcendental experience so peaceful and free of mental activity. I seem to remember descending through the roof of the hotel as the sun was rising, dropping smoothly back through the ceiling onto my bed. I had a wonderful, peaceful sleep and I awoke refreshed. Even now, the experience is vivid in my recollection, as if the astral body continues to experience it the whole episode feels like a blessing by the universe of which all beings are an undifferentiated part. Now the Callanish stones on the Isle of Lewes are on one of Scotland's most well-known stone circles. The stones were erected at the site around 5,000 years ago. And there's some evidence that earlier structures existed at the site previously to that. Now, recent research has confirmed that the stones would be deliberately constructed to align with the orbits of the sun and the moon. The stones are known as the false men, and legend had it that the stones were giants that were turned into stone by St. Kieran because they would not convert to Christianity. And the legend tells how a white fairy cow came to save starving islanders by giving milk at Colonish. The beast was said to have red ears, emerged from the sea as a desperate woman waded into the water with the intention of drowning herself. According to Anne Rossi's folklore of the Scottish Islands, that is, the calf spoke with a soft, tuneful voice, telling her to return home, fetch her milk pail and tell her neighbour to come with their own pails to the stones. But one woman, who is said to be a witch, wanted more than one pail. So she put a sieve in the bottom of one. And when she milked the cow dry, there was no more milk for the villagers. Another local belief says that at sunrise on midsummer morning, the shining one walks along the stone avenues. His arrival is heralded by the cuckoo's call. Now we started tonight on my local mountain we moved across the UK and out onto the island of Lewis. And let's finish with some reports in the Scottish Highlands.
Another area in Scotland that's filled with reports of high strangeness is the lonely mountain range known as Ben Mahdu. The mountains themselves have claimed many lives, yet visitors are drawn there. With ghostly reports and invisible predators and the area has many legends. One climber named Tom had a very bad experience on the Black Pig. Tom Robinson said he was 68 at the time when he made the report in 2004 and he is far better known as a ghost hunter in his community and he was out hunting for a possible ghost known as the Grey Man. Grey, uh, ben McDew in Gaelic means Mountain of the Black Pig and it's the second highest peak in the Highlands. During investigation, Robertson and a friend were camped on the 4,000 feet summit when he claimed a yeti-type creature, which was nearly 12 feet in height, attacked the tents while they were sleeping. Robertson said, we were in our tents when it happened. It was about 1am after we climbed into our sleeping bags. We heard the footsteps of something coming and it was walking up to the tent and we both heard mumbling noises outside. Only a short while later, the tent collapsed in on them. Tom stated, I looked up through the air vent in the roof of the tent and I saw a long arm that came crashing down onto us. The figure of what seemed like a yeti was standing over the tent and then all hell broke loose as if it was trying to get at us. I remember something landing on my foot, he said, and my toes are black and bruised. Robertson also found a 24-inch footprint in the gravel at the site. He said, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't human. I reckon it could be the grey man or something from outer space. After the attack was over, the two men were drenched from the heavy rain that fell that night and it poured onto their collapsed tent. At about 4am, they started down the mountain. But after nearly two miles of walking, Tom became ill and weak from exhaustion. His friend, Derek Blake, was forced to leave Tom at the spot, wrapped in a sleeping bag. But Blake pressed on and was eventually able to get a signal for help. The two men were picked up by mountain rescue teams at around 11am that morning. Another climber had his own terrifying experience when he climbed the Black Pig. The grey man's footsteps, J. Norman Collie, and this account happened in 1891. And Collie said, I was returning from the cairn on the summit in a mist when I began to think I heard something else than merely the noise of my own footsteps. For every few steps I took, I heard a crunch and then another crunch, as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the length of my own. I said to myself, this is all nonsense. I listened and I heard it again but I couldn't see anything in that mist. As I walked on and the eerie crunch, crunch sounded behind me, I was seized with terror. I just stood to my heels, staggering blindly along the boulders for four or five miles, nearly down to the rough Murkish forest. Whatever you make of it, I do not know. But there's something very queer about the top of Ben Matthew. I'll not go back there again by myself. I know. Until next time, good night.
leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.